Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. We partner with JNTEL, a nonprofit organization that provides educational programs to promote emotional and mental health while building our identity in Christ. In this podcast series, you will learn about me, Kimir Baker, the CEO and founder of JNTEL, and other life changers. We inspire, equip, and support you along your journeys. By the renewal of our minds, we overcome life challenges. We renew and rise up. Welcome back to a Healing Peace podcast. If you were with us last time, we were having a great conversation with Pastor Gary and Gina from Fire and Life Talk International Ministries. He was sharing his life about his ups and downs, his emotional mental health, church hurt. I mean, we was getting into the weeds with some things. And of course, we ran out of time because I like to talk. And then anytime somebody come on the show, they start talking with me and we get carried away. So if you can, Gary and Gina, if you can reintroduce yourself to our lovely audience who are meeting you or for the first or second time, hopefully the second. Well, I'm Gina Jackson, pastor of Fire and Life International Ministries, part of Fire and Life Talk co-host. And I was in the education field, working with behavior children and also disabled children. Loved it. Really enjoyed working with children with some difficulties, but they're special in my heart and I just love them. That's enough about me. <laughs> no problem. You, you did a great job. You know, I'm, I'm a husband and, and we were, we didn't say it last time, but we're going on 33 years of marriage. Yes. Like one lady said, oh, that's three decades. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, a father of four. I'm a disabled Air Force veteran, a former amateur boxer, entrepreneur, overseer of Foreign Ministries of Well and Hope, Well of Hope Fellowship International, the director of Fire and Life International Ministries, and also a co-host with my lovely wife on Fire and Life Talk podcast. All right. And so in our last interview, I drilled Gary. I drilled him so well. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now that we back, it, it's Gina's turn on the hot seat. We're going to just get in her mind a little bit and, and share about her experiences. So thank you for being patient letting your man talk for so long. <laughs> yeah, yes, it went by did. so fast, though. <laughs> it did. It did. It did. And so, Miss Gina, one of the things that Gary talked about was the length of his journey, the ups and downs, the roller coasters. And with you guys, I, like he said, 33 years of marriage. How were you along this journey with him? And, and did you notice things? Because I would assume there'd be some times where things was going great. And then there were some times that things just kind of fell apart. So if you can give us a little bit of insight of how you work through Gary's ups and downs and how that reflected on your being. What I like to say, yes, there were ups and downs. And that in itself can be something that you need assistance with, something that you need to learn how to maneuver through all of that. And I can say that my close relationship with the Lord has 
really helped me. I have had other people come into my life for seasons, people that would help me um, as far as praying or they would come and just give me an encouraging word that that made such a difference. But I really learned what a marriage is supposed to be because I always had this vision that it was supposed to be a white picket fence where nothing ever happened. You know, this is going to be the greatest thing and everything is going to be great. But that's not what marriage is. I learned that early on. You say for better, for worse, that's what it is. And I learned that love is not something that you just say, okay, well, this person is not up to what I would like them to be. They're being who they are. And you cannot just throw them to the side because of that. There were times that I would be just overly frustrated with the situations because it is a journey. It is something that you need God's grace for, something that you need to change mindsets because a lot of times if you have that white picket fence in your mindset, you'll just let it go. You'll just say, I don't want this. I don't have to put up with this. I'll just leave and it'll be okay. But that is not what God has called us to be. That's not what he called marriage to be. He called marriage to be a unit of one. And so when you're walking through that journey, when you see that a, your, a person is down, you pick them up. You try to pick them up. You try to encourage them. I can say this. In this journey of ups and downs, we had times of laughter. We have times where we may have taken a trip or it, it, it wasn't always so bad because I think the main thing is our mindsets were changed. And I know you had talked about that, how your mind has to be changed to see a different way. Like this is not the end. I can, I can have hope in that things are going to change and they can change. It's a matter of changing your mindset. And so that was how the journey was. I'm not going to say I was always at that mindset, but I can say that I felt like I had a lonely walk a lot of times. I mean, this is not a popular thing. A lot of people don't put up with anything. They just go on. I don't think quitting was in my DNA. <laughs> so I felt like I could have quit, but all the time I would have that, that mindset. No, things can change. You got to keep on. You have to keep encouraging. You have to keep walking this out. This is the father of your children. A lot of times we think, okay, the children are going to be okay, but that part of the unit is so important. My husband didn't have his father in his life, but I can tell you so many times my husband was a father to the kids, and that meant so much to me, being there for those for them, to talk to them, to pick them up from school just being a part of their lives. And that, that makes a big difference. And there is so much you just shared. 
I'm going to try to pull some of the things apart. Our 501c3 nonprofit organization, J Intel, and A Healing Peace are looking for community partners to support our mission. We are bridging the gap between faith based and therapeutic resources. Consider partnering with us. Go to jintel.org slash donate and contribute. By contributing in this manner, you ensure that we continue to spread this inspiring and encouraging message. So there, there are certain things I'm going to go back and, and kind of pull from. And, and one of the things that I, I was curious about, because you made this statement at times you felt alone. So what would you do to get yourself back to a place where you could actually be supportive to him? Because that's a, that's a lot to carry and then having the children as well. So was there a period in your life where you were like, okay, these are the things that I know that I need so that I can continue in this journey? And if so, can you walk us through some of that process? I know that uh, sometimes I would go to other people, but I learned that they didn't understand I guess the journey that I was going to take. And so a lot of times people would just say, what are you doing? You should give up. But I, I just didn't, I just knew in my heart. And I, I honestly believe that God placed that in my heart to not give up, to continue to go, to continue to have faith. When those things happen, where I couldn't trust anybody or talk to them about this because they felt like I was crazy or didn't know what I was doing. But I would go to God. I would actually read the word and I would hear from God. And I started, I got to a point where I just would not go to anybody. I would just spend my time with God and I know that some people would say, okay, well, how do you do that? I just immersed myself in his word and I was able to maneuver the way I needed to maneuver. My mindset started to change because I'm a product of divorce. My parents were divorced. So all I knew was divorce, but my mindset changed because I knew that I had hope in a marriage that could be successful because God says that it could be. I learned that by reading the word of God, knowing it's not so much about what his word says. It's about his promise to me. He promised to me that my life would be good. He promised to me that I should have a life of eternity, that I'll have a life that will flourish, that I will have a life of of healing. And so there was sometimes I would be angry or I would be upset, but God would always redeem me through his word. And so I, I'm curious with how were you able to distinguish him speaking to you in the midst of all of that chaos? The way that I could 
distinguish it is that I had peace. Mm. Okay. I had a different mindset. Just having that change of mindset. I mean, just knowing that I had peace. When there's that peace, it's a peace that passes all understanding that you know that you don't get that from the world and you know you don't get that from circumstances and situations. So that's how I knew that it was him with me always. Yeah. And and I asked that question because what you shared is not uncommon from the perspective of a woman in the household who has all of these external circumstances that's creating this burden, this pressure. And I've heard numerously, just even from the work that I do, just the, the challenges to, to connect and get the support that you need. And so I'm, I'm a big proponent of keep seeking, keep going and, and allowing God to work when you least expect it. But what you shared is too very common, which is, okay, God, I've done these things, but I'm not getting the support that I need so that my spirit is being edified. And so I'm grateful for you, I think, talking about this, sharing this piece, because at the end of the day, it's what God can pour into you. It's what God can fulfill in you. And so one of the things that I'm curious about as well, again, because we talked about a little bit, the roller coaster a little bit, was there a point where you could identify certain patterns or behaviors with Gary when he was fluctuating that you began to put things into practice so you knew how to handle, okay, what's going to come next? Did you ever get to that point? And, And if so, can you describe some of those things that was actually very helpful for your spirit and your family? I knew that there were some times that I just could not depend on him to be there for me. You know, I I just, I knew that. But it would be something like, I don't know how to explain it because there would be like grace where I could just handle it. I would just, I would just handle what I needed to do. And there was times when after I go gone over those many times if I had to do it myself, he would come along and and he would help me because it like we say it was a journey. It wasn't always the fact that he wasn't always not there. It was just sometimes. It wasn't all the time. And and when he was in that place where he could be there for me. He was there and I could appreciate that. And I can always know that he had my back and he was there. And I think that's why we're so connected and close because he would come in there at the right time when I needed him. It was about the time that I was just about that was it. <laughs> but he would come in and lift me up and encourage me and say the right things. Give me a scripture or or smile or just just that right time. And again, 
one of the things that was clear in Gary's journey is at that right time, like God would intervene and provide the support and care to mend your spirit. So you can keep on that journey. And in what you've expressed is very clear that he was doing the same with you, that when you like, I can't take care of God <laughs> and, and, and giving you a reminder of why you're together, a reminder right. of what that future does look like. And so I, I'm, I'm grateful to hear those little kisses along the journey that God has provided and continues to provide in your life. Are you ready to shed relationship baggage? Want to feel empowered to create the lifestyle you want? Join us for our Living Free to Be Me program. Our program offers a holistic curriculum with interactive resources to help you experience freedom, heal your heart, and receive closure from past hurts. We have a new guided seven-week session opening up. When you sign up, you are not only investing in yourself, but you will receive tools for a lifetime. Go to jintel.org forward slash living dash free to learn more and to sign up for transformative growth. And so one of the things that I'm curious with from a mental, emotional health perspective, were there things where at some point, because of how you were engaging with Gary, where you start questioning your own emotional, mental state? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I would get frustrated. And I don't know if this has something to do with it, but I, I'm the oldest grandchild. I'm the oldest of my family. And so I always had this something in me that I had to be responsible. I'm the responsible person, you know. And so I feel like a lot of times it can go overboard with me. I can be responsible, be responsible, be responsible. But after a while, it wears down where I can't be responsible. And I I realize that I can't be that super. I need help. And so I have to realize that I need help. And so I have to realize that I need to talk to other people and ask for that help. And so there has been a few people that I could talk to, give me uh, some encouragement or say say something that will uplift me and get me to laugh and that helps yeah because that that was one of the questions i was going to ask was hey i can't fix everything that's right (laughs) i can't have any more weight on me right yeah and in as you were stating that one of the things that came to my mind was it actually requires humility Yes. And then in that humble state, that's when God provides the strength that you need to get to that next part of the journey. So I I do appreciate you being able to articulate that for us. And so in your journey with Gary and in your marriage, one of the things that I'm curious about is like you you spoke about not giving up and, and that being part of your nature. But what was it for yourself that was like, in all the things that we went through, this was worth it in terms of maybe it could be now in terms of the the ministry work that you were doing, but what was something that would 
anchor you back into that place of peace that God was providing? Well, I know with me, uh, the kids, just looking back at the kids, wonderful kids, that makes me not want to give up. You know, it makes me think about their lives and their children. The unit that we have is going to be miraculous for our children. They won't have to see a breakup. They'll know that they can go through the process of having a family and keeping the family together. Within that part of hope that your children provided, was there anything else that you learned where you were like, okay, from a self-care perspective, like were there after a while, what were things that you put into place to make sure that you were being taken care of? And are you still able to do it now in the midst of working in ministry? Because usually that's a lot of pressure <laughs> to be the yes, pastor it. wife. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. But I can think back. I just went we had women's conferences that I went to just being out with a family. Sometimes I'm out with the ladies, <laughs> things like that. That, that makes a difference. And I know that that's part of my ministry to help other women, because like Pastor Gary said earlier, we don't want to do things that were done to us that hurt, gave us hurt pain. And I had a lot of hurt pain because, and it's understandable as far as someone would tell you, just give up and just turn your back. And I think about the love component when God tells us to love and tell us to give. And, and I hear a person saying that, don't do that. And so that's a, a hurt and pain that I went through because I didn't know I needed somebody to help me make some decisions. And sometimes they're hard decisions, but I need somebody to tell me to make those decisions, but in a loving way and in a caring way and to show me how to do that. Right. And as you make that statement, this is kind of actually a dumb question because you already kind of said it, but I just want to hear you say it again, which is the things that you've learned from hey, I'm not going to be this for another person. So what, if you can provide maybe a couple of tips here and there for a person who's in this journey and saying, hey, these are some things that can be helpful as you are being a support for someone else. Is there some things that you can break down for them in that part of their, their stage in life? The first thing I would do is be a support. Be there, call talk to them, see where they're at, give them an encouraging word, help them walk through the journey, which is important. Someone that can speak you through the journey because you don't want to feel alone. No one's there to help you. You need someone to speak you through, to help you through. That's an encouragement alone, just having someone speak to you someone to pray with you, someone to say something that will change your mindset. 
And thanks again for reiterating those elements because one of the things that I think we talked about before, probably on the, the interview that you had with me, or maybe not, I could be making it up, but I digress. Even though people can be challenging and even though they not all of them are equipped to meet our needs at that appropriate time, God still calls us to be in community. He still calls us to be in relationships. And there's so much to gain when we continue to pursue healthy relationships, healthy friendships. Because one of the things that you stated a while ago, which was, I can't do all of this alone. I, I need help at some point. So I, I appreciate you being vulnerable enough to share those elements. And you've already, you've kind of both already done it, but let's, let's do it again. Talk about in the midst of all of things that you've been through, what were some of those elements in your marriage where you said, okay, my marriage has been enriched by these experiences. And I, I say that because sometimes we can, as we talked about the mindset, we can always focus on the negative, which keeps us in the poor position. So what are some of those positive things that kept your marriage strong and got you to 33 years? Well, I can say the closeness, when someone is down, the other one is up. And when someone else is down, the other one is up. And that strength helps because we're different and we need to need to help each other out. So I think that has really helped our marriage. And what about you, Pastor Gary? Um, I said woof because I just I just did a whole new milestone of being able to, to sit here and not say anything. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was challenging. That was challenging. I'm so glad you called on me. No, I, I, I think the bottom line is love. When when you spend so much time with a person, we can look at each other and communicate. And we tend to lean on the other one and, and the other person. One of us will step up. But there's also been times when we haven't been able to step up together, but it's we have to trust God together because neither one of us knows everything. I can attest that when I was going through, she didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do, but we still held hands and we kept hope and say somehow we're going to come out of this from the promises that was that was on our lives. I think it's it's a like Pastor Jim said, it's a mindset. You make up your mind to stay. If we're not abusing each other physically and mentally, emotionally, then you make up your mind to stay. And if those things is happening, encourage the other one to get help. If you got a toxic relationship, get some help and get that toxicity out of there. Because we was one that's always strive for love and the three things, the love, the peace of God, and the joy of the Lord. Mm. And I feel like that's the drop the mic statement to up our conversation for today. Well, I'm not going to add to that, Pastor Gary. Thank you for all that you shared and Gina as well. And before we close out today, how can people get in contact with you? How do they get to learn more about you? Please tell us. The easiest way is, is our website is www.fireandlife.org. That's fireandlife.org. And we also have a podcast 
every Thursday at 11 o'clock Central Time, Fire and Life Talk can be found on the YouTube channel, all your social media channels, also E360 TV, but we leave in there. So don't forget to subscribe, to like, to comment, and share. Well, that's great. So fireandlifetalk.org. Yeah, fireandlife.org. That's our website. Yeah, and the podcast name is Fire and Life Talk. Fire and Life Talk. Okay. Yeah, but if you go if you go to the website, our phone number, email addresses to contact us, everything is there. You'll see a lot about the missions and outreach work that we do. Yeah, everything's there. Yeah, because we didn't even touch the surface of your ministry work. As I say that, uh, it's an indication that I guess you guys are probably coming back to. So I was going to invite myself again, but <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I'll let you go. I'll let you do it this time. <laughs> and so within that, you guys, you know how we do next week, we're going to have our tools and tips where I'm going to find, it's going to be hard because they both share such great information, but just been able to put some of the things that they shared into little tidbits that you can take away and put into your everyday life. So come back next week to hear those tools and tips. In the meantime, have a great week. And thank you guys again for being on our show. All right. Thank you, Kamira. We appreciate it.